Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the RC Report. I am your host, RC Carlton, and we have a very special guest today. We have Ross Tucker of RossTucker.com. Ross is a former NFL player, current podcast host, and he's also an announcer on different NFL games. And I see Ross is on the line, so I will patch him in. Ross, how are you today? Ronnie, I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me, man. I'm glad to have you. I have to tell you before, we listen to your podcast. My sons and I, we listen to your podcast all the time. And my son critiques my podcast, and he always says, you need to be more expressive when you come on the air like Ross is. So that's like our family inside joke. You know what's funny about that is um, people really love the way I start the show. It's like I think if you think about it, you know, whenever someone is listening to a podcast, it's usually maybe it's during the commute to work or from work or working out or whatever. And I think just when I kind of give my, uh, I guess, trademark, yeah, it is at this point, I just think it's something that brings a smile to somebody's face. You know, it's like, all right, life is good. If I'm about to listen to football, like it could be worse. Yeah, yeah, I do definitely enjoy it. Look forward. Like if you didn't do it now at this point, I don't know what I would do if you didn't start the podcast that way. But when I first started, I was like, man, he's really over the top. Then, like, the more you listen to it, it's like, this is, like, awesome. This is, you know, it's football. It's exciting. So, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry, Ronnie. I was was just going to say, I honestly have no idea how it started. I think because, you know, the announcer guy, you know, the audio, the sound we play says, it's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. And so I didn't really know what to say. Like, oh, yeah, I'm Ross. It is the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. So I didn't really know, <laughs> how, to me. Follow, I didn't, I didn't really know how to follow it. Like, what do you say? Like, hey, yeah, it's me. How you doing? So I was like, oh, oh yeah, it is. And it just, uh, I don't know. Now I just, um, now I, I just look forward to doing that. Like, I, I like it's. It kind of just resets me every day, like, hey, there's a lot of people that like you enough that they download their, your podcast and listen to you for 30, 35 minutes every day. Like, if they're going to give you that time and they're going to support, you know, take advantage of the sponsors and listen to the other podcasts and stuff, the least I can do is make sure I bring it every day. Our long national nightmare is over. We, had, we actually had football this week. I want to start off with free agency and just with you being a former player, how you view free agency and specifically with Josh Norman. My theory is that the reason that a lot of free agents don't work out or the big name free agents don't work out is because you're kind of bringing in a mercenary who comes from another place, whereas when you have teams that are homegrown like Green Bay, you've built a culture, but this guy comes in and he's kind of a mercenary and doesn't always fit in with the team and he's probably got the big head because he – is being brought in as kind of the savior. And then schematically, a lot of times they want the guy that comes in to do more than he did in his previous place. Just uh, 
give me your thoughts on how free agents fit in and how Josh Norman and, and what you think of the Redskins move with Josh Norman. Well, I think all the things you just named are factors. I think um, scheme and using the player different is a big one, right? So, like, when the Eagles got Nam Diasimwa, who was a press man corner in Oakland, and they had him playing zone, like, what are you doing, right? You, you pay that much money for a guy, let him do what he does. I mean, let, let the guy do what he does. And so I think the scheme part of it's big. Even Rebus, you know, Rebus goes down to Tampa, too, with him. And those guys can That was amazing. It, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, they, yeah, you, you pay all that money for Revis, and why are you got him playing cover two? I didn't. I couldn't believe that. One yeah, well. they're, they're just not going to be able to have as much success doing that. I also think, like, I don't know, Ronnie, how I would act or how it would have affected my work ethic or willingness to play through injury or whatever if I had signed something with $30, $40 million guaranteed. Like, I'd like to think it wouldn't change me at all, but I don't really know until you're in that situation. Already, Josh Norman is, you know, doing a Fox gig where he might be doing hits from the stadium before the game. And, you know, it probably won't affect him, but it's already something different than what he did in Carolina and had success with. So he's just adding uh, more layers of newness and difficulty so we'll see. I still think he'll play fine. My guess, though, is that at some point we'll be talking about the Redskins having overpaid or Josh Norman not being worth it. Does that kind of thing, like his um, trying to do his side thing with Fox or just a guy who's really out there trying to market himself to that degree, is that something that bothers the locker room or do guys just say, hey, we're all businessmen, whatever? I think for the most part we're all businessmen, whatever. Here's the deal. As long as he plays well inside of the white lines, nobody cares. But if he starts to struggle, if he starts to struggle, he'd be getting critiqued and be bad anyway. But if he starts to struggle, this just makes it a million times worse. It's like he's it's like the contract puts a bullseye on you and and now you know, Josh Norman just made that bullseye even bigger, if you will. Switching to uh, San Diego and Joey Bosa, still not signed, as far as I know, unless it happened on my drive home, but still unsigned. What? How do you think that affects a rookie coming in this late, in particular maybe Joey Bosa or contract negotiations, especially for a rookie? How do you think that affects the rookie and then the team around him? So I think it affects the team more than it affects Joey Bosa. I would tell you that um, defensive line is the position where it takes the the least amount of time to understand what you need to do. But, like, most of the team linemen, they're physical freaks, Ronnie, but they're not exactly brain surgeons. I I mean, (laughs) all you need to know is to line up in what gap and then go, right? And so – he kind of already knows that. He's missing out on fine-tuning his technique a little bit, but he already had pretty good technique. You know, I look at it, I guess, as a former player. You know, I don't know what you do for a living, Ronnie, but if someone said to you, you can get out of the worst three weeks of the year, of the worst <laughs> year, and all that will happen is you might get offered better money or more money now rather than later. Like, 
the deal from the Chargers is on the table, and it's not going anywhere. So every day he misses, all he's missing is more wear and tear on his body or a, a chance at injury and missing work without really missing any money. You know, I, I mean, if someone said, hey, Ross, we'll pay you the exact same, but those two weeks where you're traveling and you don't see your kids and everything, you don't have to do that. Like, uh, yeah, I'll take that. Thank you. So I, I don't know. I mean, his dad was a first-round pick. seems to me like Tilly Bosa's got this thing kind of figured out. Switching to kind of a season preview, do you think the Panthers, Carolina Panthers, and in particular Cam, two-part question, Cam and the Panthers possibly take a step back last year, from this year or this year as opposed to last year? Last year was kind of a magical ride. This year you would, you would think they wouldn't have anywhere to go down. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember what class it was in college, but we talked about regression to the mean, right, where, you know, things over time have a tendency to – come back closer to the average. Yeah, they went 15-1. and one. They were electric. My guess is they'll have they'll catch more of the injury bug this year, although they had a big one last year in Benjamin. Um, you know, no Josh Norman hurt. I don't care what you say. If you're, if you're playing on starting two rookie corners or at least having two rookie corners in your first three, that's going to hurt you in a game or two. So they still have a chance to go on a playoff run. But I'd be very surprised if they're 15 and one again. Let's put it that way. What about Cam individually? I felt like the first eight games, it was the Cam we'd seen that was inconsistent, and then something just happened, and a fire got lit under him, or everything just clicked. But I wonder, and I think he'll be at another level. But I wonder if he can play at the level that he played at the last eight games of the season for a whole season. Probably not, because again, with him, I mean, he was the MVP of the league. You know, I mean, nobody played better than he did. Nobody was more deserving than he was. What I do like, though, is that he's got Benjamin back. So that gives him a chance. That gives him a chance to play at the high level. I'd like to think Carolina's smart enough that they'll probably have him run a little less. And with having Benjamin back to go along with Funches, who, man, everything I've seen practice you know, highlights the game. He looks like he's ready to be a player here in year two. I mean, I, I, I think that Cam has a chance to, to be even better in terms of his passing numbers, but the rushing stats will probably come down, and it should. I, I think with every year as we move forward, there should be less running from Cam, more throwing. I think that'd be smart. Every year there seems like there's a team that, Everyone kind of jumps on the bandwagon preseason. Last year it seemed like it was Buffalo, possibly Minnesota, with Minnesota end up being right in that situation. Buffalo not so much. This, from what I've seen, a lot of people are high on the Raiders. What do you make of the Raiders this year? Yeah, I'm high on Raiders, Jags, and Vikings like a lot of people. I think the Vikings have a legitimate chance to go to the Super Bowl. Um, uh, Their roster is beautiful. I think they're talented everywhere. It really is just going to be whether or not Bridgewater can play well enough for them to win, you know, two or three playoff games that they'll need to win. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to for him. Um, Jaguars, Raiders are both poised to be wild card type contenders. I, yeah, I don't, and, and really the Jags, I, I might pick them to win that division. Raiders, you know, the problem with the Raiders is. I still think the Chiefs will be pretty good. The good news is I think the Broncos will 
come back to earth a little bit. You know, it's tough to do the whole big jump in one year. It's tough to be uh, 6-10, and 7-9, and go off to 11-5. and five. Uh, But I certainly think the Raiders have the pieces to get there, and I would not be surprised if they won that division either. So I guess I'm not that original. A lot of people are saying those teams, but I think there's a reason why people are saying those teams. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, the Raiders definitely have the talent, but like you said, that's the thing I'm concerned about. Maybe they are a year away. You watched them last year. There were a lot of close games, and I think it takes a while for a young team to figure out how to win those games. Yes. Uh, what I've noticed is what happens is you win one, and then the next one's a little easier, and then what happens is, is you start to believe that you should win those games. You know I mean? It's like I played yeah. for five different teams, and there were certain teams you're on. Like when you're on New England with Brady, you just expected, like, we should win this game. And then when I was, like, in Dallas with different quarterbacks or even in Buffalo, you kind of start thinking, think, uh, what's going to happen now? It, it, it never goes our way in these games. And I think it's more subconscious than conscious, but it still counts. What do you make of the Cowboys? They drafted uh, Zeke Elliott. Defense has several suspensions. A lot of chaos going on in the off season, but of course, it's Dallas, so everything's bigger, and they have high aspirations. Do you think they're a legitimate contender? I think that they're a contender to win the NFC East. I think they're right there with Washington and New York. I think the Eagles are probably a step behind those other teams, but they're all in the seven and nine, the ten and six mix for me. I, I just can't imagine a team with that defense being good enough to go to the Super Bowl or being a legitimate contender. I, I tend, I'm a Cowboys fan because that hurts my heart, but I think that's the, the reality of the situation. I don't think the team's been the same since uh, DeMarco Murray left. And just the, the ability to sustain yards and get first down and keep the defense off the field, I don't know if they can ever duplicate that as good as Ezekiel Elliott is. Um, I just want to go through some contenders with the NFC real quick for you. Green Bay, Seattle, Arizona, we talked about Carolina. How would you rank them in terms of their ability to get to the Super Bowl and win, Green Bay, Seattle, and Arizona? Well, I'd probably have Green Bay third. I just – I don't know what's different. I mean, I guess they would argue that Jordy Nelson being healthy and back is different, but, you know, this tendonitis that he's got is concerning. I mean – He's still not healthy. He's still not practicing. That, in my mind, is a problem, a major problem. I would say, in my mind, um, I'd probably have Arizona 1, Seattle 2, Green Bay 3 out of those three teams. Uh, I'm just a huge Russell Wilson fan. And Arizona just, you know, bringing in Chandler Jones, I think can be a difference maker. And there's just such, such positive mojo, such positive momentum with them right now. It's really uh, it just it feels like last year they took a big step and this year they've got a great chance to take an even bigger step. Yeah, I love Bruce Arians as a coach and you just you can almost feel it like what's happening. Like you said, the mojo, you can't always describe it, but it's a very positive vibe and the way they play and they play for each other. It's 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 an impressive team, an impressive way they run the team. Ross, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, tell everybody where they can find all of your content and a little bit about your content and the various podcasts that you have. 
Yeah, so, I mean, you can always follow me on Twitter, um, at Ross Tucker NFL, uh, or Facebook, facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And I got a bunch of podcasts. So, Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the one that Ronnie listens to. And then, if you're into fantasy football, I've got the Fantasy Feast, which is great, with Evan Silva from Roto World. If you're into making the games a little more interesting, I've got the Even Money Podcast for the gamblers out there. And I've also got the college draft, college football, scouting the top players. So I'm, those, to me, are the three most interesting aspects of football, you know, in addition to the actual NFL. So I've got different podcasts for all of them. And so far it's going really, really well. I love the podcast format, and clearly if you listen to this, you do as well. Thank you so much, Ross. appreciate it. Been a big fan of yours for a while. Glad to have you on, and we'll be listening. My pleasure, Ronnie. Thanks for reaching out to me. No problem. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Ross Tucker of RossTucker.com. Pretty good interview. He had some interesting things to say. Before I let you go, I have to plug my stuff too. Kind of classically bombastic.com, www.conoclasticallybombastic.com. Also, you can go to follow us on Twitter at Econobomb, I-C-O-N-O, bomb, and go on iTunes and give us a five-star rating. It'd be greatly appreciated. And just help spread the word about the RC Report and IBN. Till next time, hope everybody has a great one.